0: Welcome to the Cutaways Podcast. I'm Justine. And I'm Ashley. Sorry, I feel like I have to talk all more professional now because we have real microphones in front of us. It's only been a year.
1: It's only been a year since we did this. And we've decided to <laughs> invest
0: into this hobby that we do. Well, it's been. I, just, I keep on to go, when we're back? We didn't really go anywhere to the listeners. No, not on iTunes. Nope. We were still there. We were, we're still there. But um, after three weeks, Ashley can finally talk about her wedding. <laughs> it actually happened. Though I don't really remember much. Of it. I have like snippet
1: memories, like almost falling.
0: I don't believe that actually
1: happened. It did actually happen. You were there. You weren't paying. A, you weren't you weren't watching me at that point. OK, uh,
0: but I was watching you for most of. A week. Yeah,
1: you were like, yeah, and especially that day, you were just like, here is water, here is things, everything is okay.
0: See, so, yeah, and I <laughs> when I did that to Sam. He's like, what's wrong? <laughs> and I'm like, this is the point. Nothing is wrong. <laughs> Chill. Sam just doesn't understand.
1: Sam was expecting so many things to go wrong. Only one major thing went wrong.
0: And then it got solved. And then it got solved by Drew. <laughs> The hero of the wedding, Drew.
1: I, uh, he, he, did, he did save the wedding ceremony. Mm-hmm. But you brought down the house at the reception.
0: Holla! <laughs>
1: <laughs> Particularly everyone who cried.
0: I've made grown men cry. You have.
1: Legitimately. I don't remember who those men were because I was just looking at you directly the entire time.
0: That was my goal as well. I'm like, don't look out there. Just eyes on Ashley. It's like, it's just like the podcast. We're just doing that. To inform our our listeners, I did have to give the the maid of honor speech in front of all of her 100,000 million guests.
1: There are only 130.
0: (laughs) lot of people oh I know but you didn't have to look directly at them all it's a lot of people to be like crying in front of <laughs> hey I did it you did it we were there together yeah we did it together <laughs> <laughs> uh, another topic I wanted to talk about was the rom-com apocalypse
1: yeah it really fucked us up didn't it
0: <laughs> yeah Because originally, like, our goal was to be like, we're gonna watch all these terrible rom-coms that are on Netflix, on Netflix streaming. Yes. Now Netflix had decided to clean up its fucking act and be a legitimate
1: movie service.
0: Well, the thing is, Miramax has moved out. Yes. Their four or five year contract has expired with Miramax. And Miramax made a lot of romantic comedies. They did, actually. They're all gone. They just, whoop, beginning of June. Bye. Mm -hmm. Yep. So that's why we couldn't tell you what we were watching today, you know, last week. (laughs) A.K.A. Three weeks ago. Yeah. (laughs) Like a month ago. Like a month ago. (laughs) (laughs) Because we had no idea. Yeah. We didn't know what was... Yeah. So I'm a little sad. Yeah. I've dubbed it the rom-com apocalypse. So half of the movies are now going to be from Netflix streaming and half of the movies are going to be from our essentials list just based off the math that's we're filling in the years you know
1: yeah we have to at least have at least one a year I said at least a lot that at that point in time
0: you know I I I had some thoughts on it I tried to go through like you said and make sure like oh I can add in movies but really we're just adding more fluff and I think we're fine with our list. Yeah, no, we're good. We've we've filled in a bunch. It's going to be much faster through the '90s now. Uh, there's still a ton on Netflix streaming from 2000s until now. Still a lot of fluff. Yeah, cause, cause after you know the 2000s and like 2005s, you get all the independent movies. Yeah. So, so the there's Indiana still a lot for like us fluff. to watch. Yay! You're a jolly. Lass.
1: I am a jolly lass.
0: A jolly lass. I
1: I spent so much time in Scott. I can't do, I still can't do a lot of it, but I can do some. See, that was better than I could do before.
0: Oh, that is really good. I know,
1: right? I'm like, (laughs) have I seen you on Doctor Who? (laughs) Can I be on Doctor Who? Call me. (laughs) So today we're watching 1991's Only the Lonely. I don't think I've ever heard of this movie.
0: I had never heard of it either. Only the Lonely. Isn't it a song title? It sounds like a poem. So maybe. Because songs are just
1: poems with music, music. <laughs> and
0: beats. That was beautiful,
1: Ashley. I just reached in down deep and just brought that knowledge out to you. Um, the description on Netflix. Because this is Netflix streaming. This now. is Netflix streaming. The description of this movie is... A lonely police officer's overbearing mother tries to sabotage his budding relationship with a soft-spoken woman who works at a funeral home. This sounds like a very dark comedy. I'm semi-excited for that. Okay. Um, it is starring John Candy, the great John Candy, R.I.P., Maureen O'Hara, and Ali Sheedy. It was directed by christopher columbus it's rated pg-13 it's an hour and 44 minutes long and it's rated three stars on the netflix
0: so first of all maureen o'hara who is h- a huge film star i feel like came out of retirement for this one she was in a ton of like john wayne movies yeah ali sheedy from the breakfast club yep and uh, war games
1: oh she was in war games I always forget about war games, but cuz that's just such a psychologically terrifying movie. <laughs> cuz
0: it could it could literally happen. Yeah. Thanks for freaking me out. <laughs> Sorry. And yeah, Chris Columbus, who I think this is this is after Home Alone. Oh. Home Alone was 1990. Yeah, the first one. Yes. This I is probably this is, in between the two. Yeah, in between the Home Alones. After I didn't realize The other day, um, I, the other day I learned that his, uh, feature film Break, Breakout was Adventures in Babysitting. What? Yeah! I've, what? Yeah! He directed that? Yes, that's his first film. It's all gone downhill from there. (laughs) Just
1: a little bit. Do you know they're remaking Adventures in Babysitting? Yes! On Disney Channel? Yes. At least it has Sabrina Carpenter in it. Eh. From Girl World. I know. She's decent. She's a decent actress.
0: Yeah, but it's going to suck. Well, yeah, because they're remaking something. Every time Disney is like, hey, let's reboot and redo and rah! How are they going to have terrifying Chicago? The terrifying Chicago that made me want to move to Chicago. It's not. T- I don't think it takes place in Chicago. I think it takes place in LA. Come on, guys.
1: I mean, LA is a pretty terrifying city, but Chicago can be scary, especially when you get off at, like, the Green Line.
0: Oh, yeah, don't go there. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's kind of scary um we can watch the movie now yay let's go watch john candy yay i like giant candy uncle buck we made that giant pancake i never saw uncle buck oh, he makes a giant pancake that's like the size of my whole entire body <laughs> no seriously it's like a, one of the the most memorable things from my childhood is wanting to make a giant pancake that
0: big let's go see if there's a giant pancake in this movie yay <laughs> We just watched Only the Lonely from 20th Century Fox, produced by John Hughes. Written by Chris Columbus. Written and directed by Chris Columbus in Chicago, where we used to live. Yep. Like, literally where we used to live. (laughs) Yeah, everything they showed. Okay, this was the best part of the movie, was that they filmed in Chicago, (laughs) and every scene changed. We were like, we know where that is. We used to live right there. Here, look, Sam, on the map. Where? look, look. Actually, it showed us two places where we used to live. It showed us by our apartment, and it showed us by the dorms. Mm -hmm. It was like, I think the location was 1150 South Wabash. And I was like, damn, we used to go to school right there. Right there. The film building was like literally right there. And then the dorms were Mm -hmm. off to the side. Yeah, so this movie was bad. Sorry, starting it off. (gasps) Yeah. It was one of those movies... Or we've had a few where everybody's a jerk. And I'm just like, I hate you all. It was trying to be moonstruck without the humor. Moonstruck with more racism.
1: With more racism and John Candy and white people, like more white people. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Irish people. Irish
1: people. Did not go over well. Mm Mm-mm. Is John Candy even Irish?
0: I don't know. Let's look it up. He's born in Ontario. Of course, he's a good old Canadian boy.
1: Oh, he was um, Roman Catholic, but he is of Scottish descent. Scottish, Polish, oh. and Ukrainian. <laughs> so, the racism in this movie probably did not go over so well. I hope. Oh, he went to Catholic uh, Catholic high school like I did.
0: Yay! I don't know why that gets a yay, but yay! Yay! Because we're covering so, so many movies have all this, like, Catholicism stuff in it. And I've got you as our guide. <laughs> hmm. Do you have any other um, thoughts about the movie to start off with? It was super
1: unrealistic. hmm Like, it took all of the stereotypes of just racist Catholic families and threw them all together. And then was like, here, look, this is a movie. It really felt like Chris Columbus had some really serious issues that he needed to work out. Because mm-hmm. he wrote this. And, yeah, it's like, dude, you, had, you needed to talk to your mother because she didn't hug you enough or something. <laughs> because, damn, this woman was mean.
0: Yeah. And also, like, the, the Chicago police corruption thing, too. Like, done with a wink. It pays to be a police officer. I'm like, no, it doesn't. You're ruining other people's
1: lives. Are you connected to the Irish mob? Like, for realsies. Yeah. Real talk, man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so we had some, some problems with many things in this movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, Chicago police officers do not have the greatest reputation in the world. Nor does the PD. Nor does the whole city of Chicago sometimes in certain aspects. Mm-hmm. So, like, to make it centralized in Chicago and then give it this weird little, like, police twist Mm in the 90s, it's like, uh, uh, (laughs) uh, uh, that was my, my, that was, that was my reaction through most of this movie. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did have, like, a
0: Moonstruck vibe to it.
1: Yeah, it was trying really hard to give that, like, nice family, like, feeling. Mm Mm-hmm. But she was so mean. Mm-hmm. His mom was like the embodiment of the
0: devil. She was evil for no reason. For Yeah. It was like when he listed all the things that she did terribly. It's like she was evil all of her life. And then she just uses the
1: excuse that she's just telling it like it is. Mm-hmm. It's like Donald Trump's excuse
0: apparently. And it's yeah. just not. So you are not a good person. No. And like. All because she was Irish and Catholic.
1: Yeah, but I know a lot of Catholic people, and they're not that mean. Even to, like,
0: people that they would... Are they old ladies? Also, because she's an old lady.
1: My grandmother is a saint. You met my grandmother. My grandma's
0: so nice. (laughs) No, she, like, was there, and she's just like, you must be Justine. And I'm like, I am. (gasps) That's me. That's yeah. I am Justine. I'm
1: so happy to meet you. Like, I don't know. (laughs) she's like the nicest human being in the entire you can't be mad at her even when you're mad at her you can't be mad at her (laughs) like she talks about all these fights that her and my mother used to have and how they like used to bat bash heads and all this stuff and i'm like but but how you're so nice like i can't even when you you say something that's like uncomfortable like about how they used to match condoms to prom dresses like that's slightly uncomfortable for your grandmother to tell you and then but you can't be mad at you you're just like oh grandma you're adorable and i love you and thank you for bringing this very uncomfortable moment to a close (laughs) but that's how i envision catholic old biddies to be Mm -hmm. i know that that is not the case i am very fortunate to have a very kind and loving family and that my grandmother was obviously uncomfortable with my wedding ceremony in a fact she was just like it was very you
0: oh <laughs> thanks grandma
1: <laughs> it's like she always asks if there's gonna be like a, are there gonna be any bible readings or anything at your wedding and it's like no grandma there's not <laughs> so it's like her her little way of getting in there she's so nice about it though you can't like you can't mm-hmm. be angry about about it because she's so nice about it i think it's because she was a nurse oh she just had to be very good at
0: She's got good bedside manner. Yeah. Let's dive into this movie. Okay, we start by seeing the old Chicago L, which is great. It's it's, this... I love that it's the same L system, even... Five years before LA got their first public transit, except just the trains are older. Yeah. But it's exactly the same. It's exactly the same. Like, we saw it, and I was like, I know exactly where that is. Yeah. <laughs> same, uh, even the same, like, beams
1: that hold the fucking tracks up. Yeah. I'll, it's they, exactly the same.
0: They have updated it. They've done a lot of updates in the past, but it looks, looks the same. It looks the same. They oh. just, like, they distress
1: the steel beams <laughs> so that it just stays this constant state of
0: rusty it's safe it's very safe except for except for when people fall asleep at the wheel yeah that has happened yeah and the the derailments there have been a few lately anyway
1: (laughs) god bless the cta
0: yay (laughs) actually i used to hate the cta the character in this movie lives right at uh, roscoe and clark literally like what four blocks away from where we used to live very close very close We used to live by a Catholic church, actually. They're like one L stop away from where we used to live. Yes. John Candy, he lives with his Irish mom, Rose. He's a 38-year-old police officer. His name is Danny. They call him Danny Boy. Danny
1: Muldoon.
0: Muldoon. Isn't that the name of one of the families in Brave?
1: Yes. That's how I said it that way. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: Um, so he's going home in the morning and he meets his neighbor who's Greek. I call him Greek Nick. His name is literally Nick Acropolis. Yeah. And it, it was kind of like in my Big Fat Greek Wedding, that the dad in that where he's like, to be Greek, you got to do this or this is Greek and that's Greek and everything Greek. Everything was about race.
1: Yeah. Everything. Like as soon as Danny went on a date, it was like, oh, is she a good Irish girl? It's a high Polish
0: concentration in Chicago.
1: Yeah, one of the biggest. It's one of the biggest, especially just in, in- Illinois
0: in general. That's why a pulaski day is a thing. Mm-hmm.
1: If you don't know what that is,
0: look it up. <laughs> yeah, this movie has a lot of things about race and racism. So, uh... But not, like, addressing it. No!
1: Like, I felt like at some point it was just going to be, like, Danny was going to just have this little beat down conversation with his mom and how you deal or address racism in your family mm-hmm. in a comedic fashion. There's none
0: of that. He just shipped her away. He just shipped her to Florida. Like with, with
1: this crazy Greek man that has an unfettered desire to
0: fuck her. He's old. She's old. Their spouses are dead. Right. Okay. So yeah, the neighbor, Greek Nick gives a flower to Danny for his mom, Rose. So he goes inside, the mom's made him breakfast, or he's trying to eat on a diet. He's like and she's like, You can't change. I know you That's pansy food. She said it was sissy food. Oh sissy food. I thought it was she said pansy.
1: Same <laughs> same vernacular, same ridiculous slang bullshit.
0: Yeah. So she like denies the flower from Greek Nick. She's like, Ugh, you give that back to him
1: if he if i accept that that means he'll know i'm easy yep and then danny's like uh i didn't need to know that Mm -mm.
0: nor do i care um so danny wants to go to the game with his friends but it's wednesday and wednesday is bingo he's like well let's skip bingo and his mom's like oh no i'll go alone it's okay danny you go to the baseball
1: game see that one was good that
0: is good (laughs) I just have to think it's the same accent that What's-Her-Face did in uh, Back to the Future 3. Oh, yeah. Look the McFly's.
1: the McFly's.
0: So, yeah, there's this um, gimmick that the movie does where Danny imagines these horrible scenarios if he leaves his mother alone. Uh, this first one is he's pictured because he's, he's like, oh, but there's all construction around there. You're going to slip and fall and break your hip. So he, like pictured it we go into like this dream fantasy nightmare sequence where she falls down this uncovered manhole and dies i thought this was like real life
1: Mm -hmm. for a little while because the way that they cut it the first one they just cut straight to it it's not they don't give it the whole push in of his face like they do the other one so it was very like why what is happening this is not this is this has to be a dream sequence. This has to be a dream sequence. Yeah, I thought that's how he was gonna meet the funeral director lady with, just through his mother's death. Yeah, I thought the mom was gonna die like the whole movie. <gasps> I thought there was there was gonna be a lot more humor about death.
0: Yeah, I thought we were gonna go to the funeral parlor a lot more. I thought we were gonna have more time with what's her face, Ally Sheedy. I didn't qu- okay. I didn't
1: quite understand why her job needed to be a funeral person. Nope. Like, I think it was only there just to serve the whole line of, I have, I'm an introverted person and uh, it's really hard to learn how to socialize when the people that you spend all of your time with all day don't talk back. That was the only serving of that plot Mm-hmm. at all, like, yeah. Also, we had a lot of him and his mother, Mm-hmm. like, to an unnerving, creepy degree. This was definitely a movie about a mama's boy. Mhm. And really how to have a relationship with one. I I am so glad. <laughs> I don't I couldn't deal with that. I'd be like, "Stop talking to your mother. Talk to me. Look at me. Look at this beautiful, love lovely
0: face. Mhm. Talk to me. Please." Um you also already hated the pacing of the movie. Yeah, cuz it took us it
1: took us like 20 30 minutes before we actually get to anything that brought the plot along. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a shit ton of just character back and forth. It wasn't even character development. It was just character back and forth. Because it was established that he was a cop. We had to have, like, four scenes of him being a cop before we actually got to the entire point of the movie, which is this crazy, wacky love story. Mm-hmm. Well, it's supposed to be. It's built that way. It's not. It's not. There was a lot of things that just were, were filler that just extended. This movie only should have been 90 minutes long. There is a lot that should have been cut out. There's a lot that did, it was just constantly um, repeating itself.
0: This movie could have been 80 minutes long. Ooh. <laughs> I like, like where your head's at. It's like the game show. I could do this movie in 80 minutes. I could name that tune.
1: You know what? We should make a reality TV show of just competition between editors to see who can edit a like, really long, ridiculously paced movie down the best. That would not be a thrilling show. Hey, what if something gets out of sync? What if the render crashes? What if Avid decides to give you a segmentation zero times zero error constantly? Well, that's just life. That's exciting television to me. I'd watch that shit. I'd watch it just to figure out how they get out of the problems.
0: I, yeah, I could picture you doing that and yelling <laughs> at the screen like, control the delete
1: <laughs> You gotta open the activity manager and you gotta quit. This
0: Trash your preferences! <laughs> get rid of the MC slate! Uh, so we meet uh, Jim Belushi. Who goes by James Belushi. Because he's a serious actor. He had hair, man. He had long hair. He had lusciously log locks. He had a mullet. Yeah. He's driving the, the wagon. The well, pl- John
1: Candy was driving, I thought.
0: Yeah. And Jim's his partner. Yes. He's a rude kind of guy. Um, And then they're eating dinner together. And Jim tells a story about how he has bad sex with his wife. So he's like, now that we're in the computer age, I bought us a I went down to the mature shop and I bought us
1: a love computer. Yeah. That was basically what he described. <laughs> We're just like, what? Did you buy her a vibrator? Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. Cool beans. Do the, you know how to use it? He, he just presented
0: <laughs> it to her. Here you go. Pleasure yourself. Bye. So now he's sleeping on the couch for a month. Yeah. So he brings up the point that Danny hasn't gotten laid in five years. Which we're supposed to care about, apparently. Yeah. Do not care. Then we meet Macaulay Culkin. Who was adorable little acrobat day-playing kid. Yay! He's day-playing as a normal human child. With his brother, Kieran. Yay! They were adorable. So they were in the suburbs and visiting uh, Danny's brother. They were in the nice
1: part of the suburbs. They were in, like, like, northern Chicago suburbs near the lake.
0: Yeah something called north oak or yeah like something named after a tree (laughs) yes definitely something (laughs) named after a tree
1: so his brother's a jerk too his brother is like that that always he's the actor who's always the jerk Mm -hmm. always he's always the lawyer he's always talking about how horrible things are he was basically um george's character what's what's george's name what's Seinfeld George's. Jason name.
0: Alexander. Yeah.
1: He was basically Jason Alexander's character from Pretty Woman, just poorly written.
0: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like they share a mother, of course, but they don't share the responsibility of the mother.
1: <laughs> no, the lawyer guy is like, Yeah, bro, um She's yours. She is she is your possession until the day that she dies. And then you can start your life when she is dead. Yep. You have to take care of her, bro. You you did all this shit. And got me through lawyer school. Mm Mm-hmm. I passed the bar for you. That's what I, that's the attitude that he, that he, he had. Yeah. Also, why was his wife, like, not bitching at him about that? Like, why would your wife let you treat your family that horribly?
0: Maybe his wife was a jerk, too. Okay. We didn't meet her. She didn't exist.
1: This is true. She was just the blonde in the background.
0: There's only two women in this movie. (laughs) Yeah, sadly. At least they talk to each other once yeah but they they... were still talking about a man no 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 i mean they 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 threw racial slurs at each other (laughs) that does not pass the bechdel test (laughs) that is
1: not a good conversation that does not equate to passing the bechdel test it doesn't pass it it's racist and demeaning hey the content
0: is not what you know is doesn't. besides i don't want to
1: promote racism in derogatory terms I'm sorry. It's been, a, it's been a very long last 24 hours, Justine. I understand. So his
0: brother won't take his mom.
1: No. He won't even entertain the idea of
0: spending a weekend with her. No. In fact, he's like, hey, you should just take her to Florida. Just move to Florida. I can talk to some people and hook you up with a job. Get some early retirement at the age of 38. Go farther away with mom. <laughs> Run from chicago that's what my sister would do she'd be like take him. not me it's not me <laughs> you are also the baby That's me forever the baby lucky you <laughs> you got a husband now i know you're his baby that's a disturbing thought not like a baby who's <laughs> <laughs> the babe can i be a babe? <laughs> you're the babe with the power <laughs> what's that power <laughs> power of voodoo yes <laughs> <laughs> who do do what no oh oh it is who do you do do what yeah remind me of the babe <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was almost there there we go there we go um so okay so there's a neighborhood pub that they live next to called O'Neill's that they go to all the time so much that they're regulars and they have you know drinks. You have in the, the usual. The usual. Yeah. So these old guys bring in a dead guy. Yeah, that was weird. That was like Weekend at Bernie's prequel. That was so gross. I mean, like, everybody was just like, he's dead. And then they are like, okay, it's that guy. It's fine.
1: He's good. He just needs one more drink. One more drink. We promised. But that means that they're carrying around a corpse who has been opened up. His organs removed, and filled with embalming liquid Mm -hmm. that should be like all over the floor Mm -hmm. this really turned into a very horrific gross scene in my mind Mm
0: -hmm. it's super gross as soon as i saw he was dead i was like this is the grossest thing i feel
1: like throwing up right now
0: well let's move on so with the dead guy comes the funeral director and his daughter and being like you stole that body from our funeral home you gotta give it back and of course danny comes up and he's like i'm a cop what's going on here's my badge i'm a cap from chicago Eh, hey, what's going on
1: what's going on over here
0: the bears
1: <laughs> uh the socks
0: the black yeah and then they explain their stupid story to him and they're like oh you gotta put him back i don't know i
1: think he ignored exactly what they were like saying in their story because he then got a glimpse of his girl
0: yeah ali sheedy is the funeral director's daughter her name is teresa a nice Catholic name, but she's not Catholic,
1: as far as we know.
0: She could be cat. They got. They were supposed to get married Catholicly.
1: Yeah, but I think that was to appease
0: his mother. But doesn't she have to be Catholic to take place and take part in the Catholic wedding? Technically, yes. She could have been Catholic. She was Italian.
1: I Thought she was Sicilian. Is that Italian? Yeah. They made it all complicated by using these weird names. Uh, yes. Then she most likely is Catholic.
0: Anyway, yeah, they lock eyes uh, Teresa and Danny.
1: This is when you realized Chris Columbus could not ride a meet cute.
0: Mm-mm. Um, so yeah. The friends, the friends that they were sitting at at the table, after all that issue was resolved, I don't even know what happens. The friends encourage uh, Danny to ask out Teresa, because he's like, oh, who's that girl? Which Is she married? da they are like, you should, you should ask her out. And the mom is like, nope, don't do
1: that. How many cows must I provide to her father for her hand in
0: marriage? The mom was just like, she works at a funeral parlor. Par- she works at a funeral parlor. Therefore, she is gross and creepy. She deals with death all day. Rose. Hey, I'm down. But then the friend was like, don't spend your life full of regrets.
1: That's exactly how he sounded, too.
0: Thanks. Just a little bit more Irish. Don't. 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 don't do (laughs) i can do scottish i can't i can don't well that was was good don't spend your life full Full of of regret 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 oh there you go (laughs) oh you sounded like merida (laughs) i had to get get into that vibe you can't change your feet can't change your
1: feet oh that was good that was good (laughs) that was really good i can't do it not I, very well.
0: <laughs> I know. You just you just want to go Scottish, don't I, you? Well,
1: because I was in Scotland
0: for a week. I know, but I feel like I want to go Scottish. But but that would be. Insulting. I just think of Scotty. That's where I start, and I'm like, no. Okay, so the next scene, Danny goes to the funeral home, and he goes in there. There's a funeral, but he goes into the back, and he spies Teresa doing makeup on a corpse to look like Clark Gable. Um, was and, this not creepy to you? What? Which part? The fact that he,
1: like, basically stalked her. They had not said a word to one another yet. No, I think
0: this is old school. He liked the way she looked, like, before internet and stuff. Like, you saw somebody, you like, you find out where they work. They're in, like, the same neighborhood.
1: But he asked her out while she was working. That the, see, I guess it's oh, just right. because it's, like, weird to me. Like, if you're working, you should just let them do their job. And then... Like, ask out at, like, a social function or, like, at a bar or something. I could see that, yeah. Well, I don't know. He didn't know where he was going to see her. All he got was her job. Okay, I mean, it just for me, it felt a little weird and creepy. And also, there he's asking her out on a date over a dead body.
0: Yeah, I don't think that would happen ever. People would be too creeped out by that.
1: Yeah, which they do bring up. They say that
0: most people are too weirded out to ask her out. Yeah, but, like... I feel like he didn't even acknowledge there was a dead body in front of him.
1: Yeah, that's what I was wanting. I was wanting, like, some
0: of that dark... It needs to be, hmm. like, Jim Carrey would have, like, accidentally leaned on her or something. Yeah, and, and then been, like, freaked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. we needed something, like... Because
1: there was just this weird back-and-forth cutting of, of medium shots between the two. And it's her saying something and him slightly reacting to it. Or him saying something and con- constantly talking. And then her looking uncomfortable and kind of giggling we needed like a little bit more physicality in that scene yeah actually we did do a lot of that in the movie a lot of it was of the movie and what made it feel so slow is just this back and forth nature like you can have a back and forth like cut piece with a, di- a heavy dialogue movie but if you don't have
0: Interesting things to look at? Interesting
1: things to look at or interesting things that are going on within that frame. Mm -hmm. Like you can have interesting physical reactions or facial expressions or just uncomfortableness and that makes it interesting for the the audience. It just becomes this stale, what are you doing? I don't know. What are you doing? How are you? Mm -hmm. Do you want to go out on a date with me? Oh, here, let me list all the reasons why you shouldn't go out on a date with me or can't go out on a date with me or blah, blah, blah. It's just like... Okay. That was the scene. (laughs) Yeah, and it just, it felt like it just drags instead of, yeah, like adding in a little comedy bit within the environment that they're in. Mm -hmm. Because the environment was never acknowledged, and it was never, I don't want to say made light of, but it was never this set piece that it should have been. Because he was constantly worried about his mother's death.
0: So, yeah, he does a thing where he lists reasons why they shouldn't go out and she says like no to all of them and so he's like oh so we can go out and she's like yeah except if somebody dies i'm stuck here which doesn't happen so yeah she's free for a date um he leaves the funeral parlor Uh, neighbor the greek nick is talking to rose the mom he says come to my bed
1: that was kind of creepy
0: yeah she was creeped
1: out Rightfully, Was she carrying around one of those, like, um, Irish beating sticks? I think it was a walking stick. A little club at the end. Yeah. She had, like, an Irish club. Like, she gonna come and beat your ass. Like, why- well, I was- yeah, that was just- I was, like, waiting for her to, like, smack him with it or something. <laughs> I don't know. I wanted it to happen. Because physical like abuse a, is funny. She was a tough broad, and he was creeping her out, and I wanted her to stand up for herself
0: mm-hmm then uh we have the date danny's date they have a picnic at comiskey park before it's demolished yeah and they got all the lights on they're they're on the field they're on the infield having a picnic and they he has the guy turn on the scoreboard and the fireworks go off and we were just like what this would
1: <sighs> police corruption <laughs> Well, because he he kept on saying, sometimes it's good to be a cop. Yeah. And he said this constantly throughout the movie. It was always, anytime he did like some big grand gesture, it was because he was a cop. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. And... Which means he got away with something illegal or expensive. He is misusing funds of the tax people. Yeah.
1: Shit like that would never get, like, there was no reason behind it except for him to, to get his selfish desires
0: and this first date is he's never gonna top that (laughs) he didn't even top it with his proposal Mm -mm.
1: like that's like to put this in perspective that's like sam renting out the entire scott center which is where the st louis blues play and skating onto the ice which would be very fascinating to see (gasps) as i'm picturing this in my head i really want this to happen now and proposing to me at center ice the blue, like, and then have like David Backus come out and like give me a hug or something. Like that is just never going to happen. Mm-hmm. No matter how many times you tweet at David Backus or the St. Louis Blues, that's never going to happen. So how the fuck did this happen for a cop? He like caught he caught some baseball player doing steroids or something, <laughs> and like pushed it under the rug. And they're like, "Hey, we owe you a favor. You wanna, you wanna, yeah, yeah." And doing some head nods and some creepy winking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's how that went down. In Chicago.
0: (laughs) She's supposed to be like very shy, but it seemed like she was very cold and distant and just like uncomfortable or sick. It
1: felt like they didn't use Hallie Sheedy as an actress at all. She was just a placeholder.
0: Yeah, and then whenever she had to be like angry or moody, it was like, hey, remember in the breakfast club when you were angry and moody? Just make that face. Just just do the eye thing. Yeah. Like give him a look that'll kill him. <laughs> just kill him with your eyes. Um so he walks her home and she tells him that she's introverted, actually more than introverted, but we never learn anything more than that. And we also learn that her favorite color is light blue. Yeah, because she doesn't talk
1: about herself and he's like, "Tell me this, tell me that." But, but she- then he is never concerned with that fact. He
0: constantly still talks about himself. Yeah. And But she does want another date. Because she s- feels comfortable around him. Yeah. She's trying to break out of her shell. So John Candy, Danny, goes home. And his mom and his brother are there. And his brother's like, guess what? You guys are moving to Florida. I arranged it all. And Danny's like, um, no. Do you not remember this conversation that we had? Like in the
1: suburbs where I said, I'm not ready to leave Chicago. I'm not ready to retire. Mm-hmm. do you remember that Rem- yeah, he's you, like i've there? got my own
0: life were you there patrick were, were you, you? <laughs> <laughs> clearly not Mm-mm. um then hotel roosevelt yep i lived there mm-hmm. and then they filmed there and they put a dead body out the window and then it snaps on the because ro- they were
1: trying okay so the elevator was broken so they had to carry it down was it like on six the flights six flights yeah Uh, Six flights of stairs. So the geniuses of the Chicago PD, John Candy and Jim Belushi, (laughs) decided that they would use a fireman's hose to lower the body down outside of the window and public broad daylight with a crowd gathering. Uh, And then they realize that there's a crowd gathering and they're like, oh, maybe this wasn't the greatest of ideas. And was it John Candy or Jim Belushi who said, let's just let's just let it fall. (laughs)
0: No, uh, well, first, John Candy was like, well, let's pull it back up. And Jim Belushi was like, no, let's not pull it back up. And he's like, well, what do you want to do? And then, yeah, Jim Belushi was like, let's cut it. And then it snapped.
1: In front of this giant crowd of people. It went squish. Yeah. Like, that's like desecrated. Like, how did they not get sued? Seriously.
0: Because sometimes it's good to be a cop. (laughs) Perfect comeback. So, before... The body hits the ground. They're having their talk about the date. And Jim Belushi, you know, who suddenly was pushing... First he was pushing him to go out there. as now is like, hey, you should leave your options open. You don't want to get trapped. Don't go on a second date. <laughs> don't end up like me.
1: Why do people make marriage sound so horrible? This movie was very depressing after getting married. <laughs> All the imagery and the, the Irish people telling me <laughs> how horrible marriage was. Mhm. So far, I've only wanted to abandon him once. <laughs> and that was in Scotland because he was mean.
0: Well, that's good. It's only been a couple of weeks since you got married. <laughs> Actually, today would be 2 weeks. Yay! Strangeness. Okay, so then then we have a scene where Danny's buying a new suit for a date. It's a Halloween and his mom is handing out uh candy apples, caramel apples.
1: Yes, I wanted one.
0: Wanted one real bad. And he's like, I gotta go, I'm on a date, I gotta go to date in the ballet and he's she's like, Why would you leave your mother? What if some crack maniac kills me? Yeah, why
1: he like says that she told he told her like weeks in advance about her his date and she's like, No you didn't. I swear you didn't you didn't tell me about no date. She's mean. Guilt trip. Guilt trip city. She's
0: always making him guilty whenever he wants to do anything. She's like, why would you leave me? Someone's going to murder me if you're not there. Irish guilt. There's Catholic guilt. Mom guilt. All of the guilt. Um. Also, at this point, uh, the mom is like, who is this woman even? Is she Irish? Is she a good Irish girl? No. No. She's Sicilian. She's Sicilian. He's like,
1: oh, God. Sicilian. Them dirty rats. The are horrible with money.
0: So, yeah, they go to the ballet, and again, he's like, sometimes it's good to be a cop because they got the box seats. And he's like, you bribed someone. What theater was it? Was it the Orpheum? Uh, I don't know. It
1: looked like the Orpheum because it didn't look like Chicago Theater.
0: No, it wasn't. It was someplace small. Yeah, that's I'm thinking, the Orpheum. So, yeah, he has another fantasy nightmare about a crack maniac. shooting From the play. Yeah, shooting his mom up. So he goes, he excuses himself, and he calls his mom, makes sure she's all right, and then he goes back to the box seats and and holds Ally Sheedy's hands. First touches her knee. Ooh, ooh, my knee.
1: This is, like, the worst romantic movie ever.
0: (laughs) Then we have, like, a little montage of the continuation of their date, which I didn't like because all the VO was learning about Ali Sheedy, but we didn't see her
1: face, you know? No, the only time we actually got to see her face was this awkward angle of her going in for this kiss. And it's like the weirdest kiss.
0: Yeah, so it's like we're learning about her character finally and we don't even see her during it.
1: Yeah, so we don't connect that information. I have no idea what was said during that montage.
0: That's when she tells him her hopes and dreams. She wants to do makeup on Broadway. Oh, see, I completely did not connect that at all. See, this
1: is why you need visual stimulation that allows you to connect the information and make it impactful.
0: Yeah, so, they, um, so the date was they do a horse-drawn carriage, they go to Buckingham Fountain, and then they go to Montrose Harbor to see the sunrise. And then they kiss, which was like the grossest, worst kiss we've ever seen.
1: It was weird, and it was all in that one angle of just her face. Yeah. It's this weird, and it's it's like completely off kilter, the camera, and it just it didn't look
0: good. It was not romantic.
1: No, it was unnerving.
0: So, John Candy has got a plan. He's got to get his mom out of the house. He's sending his mom to his brother's, because he's going to have Teresa over to cook for her.
1: He's going to cook. And his mom is like, you're going to cook?
0: You can't cook, you're 38 years old. Who
1: who Who's going to cook for you? Who's going to do your things? Who's who's going to do your laundry? Who's going to do this for you? Now I'm see I'm getting a little Brooklyn.
0: <laughs> I know. That's what I'm doing.
1: That's kind of awesome, actually. Um,
0: he does tell her, well, if that Sicilian's eaten with a fork, make sure you wash it twice to get those germs off.
1: Yeah, the germs stick on there like glue.
0: Blech.
1: I don't know why I'm making her a New Yorker when she is clearly Irish.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's not easy to do the Irish accent. I thought she did well.
1: No, she did. I loved her. I loved every bit of her. I hated her, but I loved how she played this crazy old They just lady.
0: needed to give her something else to do with it.
1: Yeah, there was a lot. They needed to give the women a lot to do. And I think none of this movie was really funny. Like no. there were some really
0: good like bits with John Candy. There were two funny moments in this film. <laughs> one of them was with John Candy. What was the other one? The other one was with the the Polish priest.
1: Oh, yeah, where he gives her the greatest burn ever. Yeah.
0: I was like, this guy's the funny point in this movie. (laughs) It's one scene with
1: one guy. It's one Polish priest, dude.
0: Yeah, no, it
1: was... And I think it was because Ali Sheedy and John Candy really didn't have any, like,
0: repertoire. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Well, uh, maybe they didn't... I don't know, was it written funny?
1: Not really. I would like to know how much of it was...
0: No, could somebody else have come into this role and played it funnier?
1: Her role or his?
0: Let's start with his.
1: I think given the time period with the amount of people that were up and coming comedians around that time, I think yes. I think it could have been funnier because John Candy is not, he does not have dry humor. He is a very, his comedy is very much his wit. Mm -hmm. He wasn't able to show that here.
0: His character, to me, just seemed very sweet. Yeah. He was just
1: sweet. Yeah, which isn't necessarily John Candy. John Candy needs, like, a kind of a out-there kind of character. Mm-hmm. Like, he was really funny. He's funny in Splash because he's kind of a dick. Mm-hmm. He's really funny in Uncle Buck because he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. And, and in this, it's like, he doesn't really have this clear-cut motivate it was it was very much, let's give him a catchphrase, and that's going to make him funny. Yeah. And really, it's not. But if we're going for who is around in the time, who would I cast? I kind of want to see what Jim Belushi would do. Because he's a very true Chicago kind of guy. He kind of had has that dry mm-hmm. humor that I think is what Chris Columbus was kind of going for but then they added this sweet kind of softness to him, probably to make him a little bit more likable.
0: Because mm-hmm. everybody else was a jerk.
1: Because everybody else was a jerk, yeah. But I don't know. I, want, I You definitely have to have somebody who has a charismatic kind of personality and can play, I don't want to say over the top, but I guess, yes, it would have to be over the top because the situations that he was putting himself in to get the girl were very over the top and unrealistic.
0: Yeah, that's what you said, the movie's unrealistic.
1: Yeah, and he needed to react to that. It needed to be more than, hey, sometimes it uh, pays to be a cop. And that's, like, how it would be played, like, with a, th- like a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Like, you needed somebody who kind of could bring that, yeah, you know, sometimes it pays to be a cop guy. Okay? And, like, you can make that catchphrase funny by just having him react or deliver it in a different way instead of this really catchphrazy way. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, adding some more of the physical bits in, physical humor, definitely could have helped. Especially because at the end, we have, like, the best freaking bit of physical humor, which is Maureen O'Hara kicking the shit out of these terrorists on a plane. <laughs> like, I was ready for Samuel L. Jackson to just bust in and say, let's get these motherfucking terrorists off this motherfucking plane.
0: <laughs> oh, I wanna see that. That's great.
1: That's what I was expecting. That was beautiful. I laughed at it. Actually, yeah, there were three bits of comedy in this, this movie. It's out there and ridiculous, but they needed to acknowledge that. Yeah. Because just by letting letting the characters kind of live in that world, which is also supposed to be our world, just doesn't
0: work. They didn't know what kind of humor it was.
1: Yeah. That's why it's like it's just not that funny. They didn't know. Chris Columbus didn't know. How to be funny without kids. Mm-hmm. He is definitely a kid director.
0: Yeah. For sure. Um, so continuing on with this date night, Danny is preparing dinner and it's going horribly, like he's never even seen food being cooked before. He's making pasta. <gasps> which is not that hard. No. It's like the He just thing. dumped the whole box into a pan and like filled up the sauce in a huge stockpot, like up to the top. And um Teresa lets herself in and she's just like, "Hi. Oh, well, I wasn't hungry anyway." So he's like, "Here's my room." "Oh, what's this? A rose." "Oh. My mother's name is Rose." "Oh. I wonder what she's doing right now." <laughs> "She's going to die." <laughs> Not quite yet. They they yeah, she spends the night. Well, first she has to cover Jesus. He's gonna cover Jesus, Jesus. with his police hat. Shh. Jesus, look away. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Shh. Sh, sh, sh. Some premarital sex is gonna go on Shh, right now. Shh. Sh, don't look right Jesus. Here. Jesus, you don't wanna just see don't it. see. It. Just, just look away. Jesus. <laughs> you know I love you, Jesus. <laughs> Shh. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Jesus. It's like calming my dog down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she spends the night. They have premarital catholic shame sex which we don't see any of it we don't we don't see like any. i don't even think we see it like start like any sort of romantic notion they don't even kiss immediately cuts away yeah it's
1: like it's it pushes in on jesus with the hat on yeah and then you're like oh they's gonna have sex
0: yeah and then the next morning she's serving her tea yeah breakfast in bed and her her
1: who drinks tea in chicago Coffee.
0: Oh yeah. Also, John Candy's had the deal with Greek Nick to tell his mom when she comes home that Teresa left at 11:30 on the button. 11:35 on the button. I liked that she, he kept saying on the button because he said it in a Greek way and it was adorable. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the mom come home comes home early. She ditched. Her family and the burbs, like, didn't even say goodbye to the kid. She's like, I left before. Everybody was awake. My son needs me. It's creepy. My other son, he's a lawyer. He can take care of himself. Um. So the mom comes home. Uh. So Danny's got to hide Teresa. This is when it's revealed that he's 38 years old. Yeah, and we're like, what? This grown man, this middle-aged man has to hide a woman in his room from his mother. It's so silly, like stupid silly. Oh yeah, no,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely agree. But again, it plays into that whole mama's boy relationship. What's he gonna do? Like, I mean, what's she gonna do? Well, I mean, his mother really does want uh, her herself to only be the woman in John Candy's life.
0: But she's ruining him. He can't even feed himself. She doesn't
1: care. She she needs that that mother son bond relationship. She's so selfish. Yes,
0: she is, but there are lots of mothers like this. Gross. I know. Um so yeah, this is the funny part where he's walking Teresa down the hall and she's hiding behind him because the mom's at the end of the hall unpacking her bag. And when you see him from the front you don't see Ali Sheedy at all. No, it's it's like this thing that you
1: used to do as a kid. When you were trying to sneak around, like, the halls at, at school or something. mm mm-hmm.
0: Like, let's go
1: hide behind this big person and you won't see us. It worked.
0: It was great. Um. So, yeah, she gets s- sneaking out of there successfully. Then there's a dinner date so that Teresa can meet Mama. Yeah. After she had said these really
1: horrible things about her. In front, in of, front her. of her. <laughs> what did he... She called her a... A day
0: girl? Uh-huh. What does that mean? I think it's some sort of uh I'm assuming racial, it's a racial slur, slur. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's not done with the racial slurs. Oh, no, it gets worse. It gets much worse. So, yeah, the mom is crazy judgmental. Like, she sees Teresa coming. She's like, she has no breasts. She has no breasts, and she's too thin. She's bulimic. Is she anorexic? You got to watch her. This is what people do. It was all, like, fact-based was her yeah. reasoning. yeah. She's like, I read it in Reader's Digest, and ba da 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 And he's like, no,
1: Mom, like, she's just, she's not well-endowed up top.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, why would you say that to your mom? Like, why? Why? She sits down, and the mom's like, so, Teresa, you're Sicilian. Sicilian? Sicilian. You're Sicilian. And, um, Teresa's like, yeah, partly, you know, I'm Italian, da-da-da-da, and on my dad's side, I'm Polish. And like, John Candy was like, "Oh no," <laughs> I'm sorry, I
1: forgot to tell you that, Ma.
0: So yeah, then there's like some sort of Polish remark from the mother, and she oh, also
1: comments on her breasts. Yep. To her,
0: Teresa's like, "What?" There's all this. Ugh.
1: And John Candy is just sitting there letting it happen.
0: Yeah. So Teresa stands up, like gets mad, and is just like, "Okay, I'm leaving." Sort of. You should finish dinner without me. Bye. So she leaves. And, um, outside... Sorry. I just found out how big their age difference
1: was. Who? John Candy and Alice Sheedy's. Who was it? They were 12 years apart. He was born in 50, and she was born in 62. Oh. This also happened uh, three
0: years before John Candy died. Oh. Teresa is arguing with Danny outside. Well, first she's like, I've never done that before. I've never yelled at somebody like that. This is the first time I've ever, you know, stood up for myself my whole life. Which is just, like, another, like, what? No. And, like, you don't see any progression
1: of change within her. Like, she's like, no, this relationship, I hope it'll open me up and change me. But you never see. She's barely in the movie. Yeah. It's not, this is not a romantic comedy. This is a, a, not even a comedy. This is a movie based around a very abusive mother-son relationship.
0: Yep. So she tells him, I want someone who will fight for me. So we're not going to see each other anymore. Nope, we done. Bye. So uh, Danny goes home with the mom, and she's like, I'm starving. Da, 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 da. Danny has it out with her, telling her that she hurts everybody. She's like, I don't hurt people. I tell it like it is. And then he starts bringing up all the stories. Uh, oh, yeah, you told cousin so-and-so she looked like a prostitute on her wedding day? Was that telling it like it is? Well, you could see her... Her... her- dress went to her back like you can see the top of her butt crack oh i thought it was her boob cracks I thought it was her butt crack either way it was a crack of some nature <laughs> yeah and so he tells a story like you hurt dad like you lost his biggest whatever job his biggest account it sounded like her, his dad was like a
1: i guess a insurance
0: guy or some type of salesman Mhm. you lost the biggest account all you had to do was play nice on this dinner with the clients and apparently, she let out a huge anti-Semitic slur. Rant. Yeah. Like it. And we were like, <gasps> Yeah. That was crazy. Because he said it. He said it, and then, like, they go on to continue about Jewish people. Yeah. They're like, but he wasn't Jewish. They're like, oh, but so-and-so was. Dad's boss was. Yeah. She's like, well, he never got a Christmas
1: bonus. And it's like, well, yeah, they're Jewish.
0: It was very, it was very like, oh God, oh God, I can't believe they're saying these things.
1: And like apparently John Candy says that his dad cried. Yeah. I've never heard a grown man cry before or like that before or since. You are a horrible person. You hurt dad. You hurt everyone around you. Bah.
0: Yeah. She is a very mean, like unredeeming person. Because why is she mean? She, She doesn't have a backstory. We don't know.
1: Yeah, she's like I survived through Vietnam. I survived through all of these wars, and I can say whatever the fuck I want. It's like no,
0: it's just like, yeah, she's just old. She's racist and mean because she's old. Yeah, that's it. That's what but the movie even, says. But
1: even when like they talk about her past, she still sounds mean and racist. Yeah, like she was just born that way. Oh, she's just she's just Lady Gaga. <laughs> she's just evil Lady Gaga.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just accept her. She's born that way. That's um, a horrible way to use that song. So John Candy ends the conversation with being like, well, I'm gonna go buy... Get married. I'm gonna go buy the biggest engagement ring ever. Bye. La la la. I don't know. Yeah. I'm gonna show you, Mom. I'm
1: gonna get engaged. That's how I'm gonna hurt you. Yes. That is a horrible
0: reason to get engaged. So he uses his police Chicago corruption to take... Fire trucks away from people who need fire trucks. Yeah. To propose to Alishidi, like knocks on her window while she's asleep. Scares the living shit out of her. Cause,
1: dude, you live in Chicago <laughs> and she's on the fourth floor. Someone is going to shoot you, <laughs> <laughs> or at least point a gun at you.
0: Yeah. Like, that whole... And then he gives her, like, a little speech what? of being like, I will fight. I, 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 I fight for you. Here's a ring. But, like, with no proof or anything. Like, she's not involved at all. But she just happily takes the ring. And she's like, yay! This is all I wanted I'm in like, the what? world. That makes no sense. It makes no sense.
1: It, do- it Because it, like, just completely invalidates her, um, like, emotions in that, that scene previously that they were together. It completely says... Well, now that I've given you a ring, everything's okay. When in fact he didn't acknowledge the fact that his mother is a racist bitch, mm-hmm. and she needed to be—he needed to defend Ali Sheedy to his mother. Yeah, he never did that. Even in the scene where they got into this huge fight mm-hmm. about how he she hurts everyone, that was not him defending Ali Sheedy. That was him trying to tell his mother hey wake up you use this as an excuse to tell it like it is but that's not what you're doing you're hurting people that's not necessarily in a defense to what she did because he should have said something in front of ally sheedy he should have left with Ali sheedy and then proposed that would have been better it still would not have been a good reason to get engaged or get married or confess your love for someone but that's how you defend someone you do it in their presence and you don't do it behind closed doors amen It's all that Sansa stuff. (laughs) It's like bringing out the beast in me. Nice. I actually thought the
0: movie was over now. I did too. I thought they were just like, gonna like. That was it. That's the end. Yeah.
1: No. It's not. Unfortunately, it continues on.
0: Yep. So we're in a locker room at the police department, I assume. Yeah. It's at the police. There's a naked man brushing his teeth. Naked man butt. He had a nice ass. Yeah. It was tight. Mm hmm. That guy works out. Yeah. He was a good cop. Yeah. <laughs> mm
1: hmm. I'd like to see those dressed blues walk up and down
0: that street. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> he can protect and serve any day. Oh, that was a good one. That was better than mine. But yeah, it was a damn
1: sun moment. <laughs> serve that ass. <laughs> okay. Watch. I went too far. Oh, no. He could have been a stripper, and I would have been totally cool with that. hmm Though it's the first time we've had strictly only male butt in a movie. Yay! No boobs, no female butt, just straight man-ass. Man-ass. That is a
0: good ass. So um, he's talking to Jim Belushi about being like, oh, yeah, we're getting married, and Mom's totally fine with it. La, la, la. And the mom comes up behind him. In the locker room with all the naked gentlemen, and says we got to go to the Polish priest. <laughs> to the Polish priest, the Jews and the the Jews and the what is it? The Jews and the uh,
1: the atheists maybe I don't remember. But they go to a psychiatrist. We go to the priest. Yep, <laughs> which is true. You are supposed to like talk about your problems with the priest. You're con- supposed to consult him in your life choices. Like, technically, my marriage is not valid within the Catholic religion because I didn't consult
0: a priest. You didn't get married in a Catholic church. I know,
1: but technically in the Catholic church, because I am confirmed, my marriage is not valid. So,
0: the priest actually gives good advice, and it was just like, pretty much, you need to let your son go, lady. Like, you are threatened by this woman. Yeah. He's not replacing you. You don't get replaced. He still loves you. Yeah. And... Oh, oh,, the burn! The burn was like, "Listen, lady, I understand you know it's the 90s, but it's oh just, I, I know you
1: know it is the 90s, but you need to start acting like it's the 1990s.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the funniest part in the whole movie. That priest
1: was like self-aware.
0: That was a self-aware Catholic priest. Those are very
1: rare, and you should be proud that you were around that man, okay? <laughs> Okay, that was the funniest bit of this entire fucking movie was a Catholic priest was self-fucking-aware. Okay, that was astonishing to me. <laughs> I knew we'd
0: get the Catholic rant from you.
1: <laughs> Eventually. He said something truthful and honest and wasn't being creepy around little boys. That's a
0: that's a healthy priest. Tell it like it is, sir. Yay. So they're walking um down in the church and the mom is saying... She's upset because she doesn't want to stand in line. She doesn't want to be alone.
1: Yeah, that was the the roundabout conversation rant that she had. Yeah. She doesn't want to be an old biddy standing in line because they have no one else to talk to.
0: Yeah. I want to be like, you have another son. <laughs> you have grandchildren. Spoil them. Infuriate your other son. <laughs> so then we have a, a tux fitting and the brother's there. And the brother's like, this is not a good idea, this wedding. No.
1: This whole wedding business needs to go away.
0: Go to Florida. Yeah, you should just really call it off. Go to Florida. Da-da-da-da. And then John Candy punches him in the fucking face. And says... I don't remember what he said. He says, fuck
1: you. Oh, he did say, fuck you. Oh, yeah. This is is a PG-13 rated movie, too. They get one. They get one. (laughs) This is when it started. The 90s. Thank you, 90s. I appreciate you. Sometimes.
0: Yeah, but then the brother's like, just make sure you're in love with her. Which starts everybody thinking,
1: is he really in love with her, Justine? Mm -hmm. I think he's infatuated with her. I think he's had like three dates with her. I think he doesn't even know who she is. Mm -mm. But he's infatuated or just fascinated with her. He's found another mother. Oh, creepy. It's like Moonstruck. It really is, but less insightful (laughs) and self-aware. Moonstruck was so good. Moonstruck was better in the context of these movies than I thought it was going to be, to be honest. Nice.
0: So Danny talks to Teresa. He's scared to think of himself, like of himself, like he's used to thinking of his family.
1: His brother and his mother first.
0: Yeah, but now, like, this whole, like, putting himself first, what he wants, the things he wants to do, he hasn't done ever, and, he's, and it's scaring him. So then they have a rehearsal dinner at O'Neill's. Greek Nick is there. His speech is like, I love you, to the mom. Yeah, he says, to be Greek, you only need to know three words.
1: I love you. <laughs> That's how you are Greek. I should have gave that speech at your wedding. It would have been much easier. It would have been much easier. I would have sounded "Opa!" as well. That would have been funny. (laughs) And then I would have given you a shot of something.
0: Hey. Hey.
1: I didn't drink at the wedding.
0: How could you? It was
1: so far away. I don't know. I had champagne afterwards. It was lovely
0: wedding. It was fast. I was happy.
1: My, My biggest memory of the reception is when... We were doing the cha-cha slide and then Sam, like halfway through, jumps in behind me and starts clapping and was like, I was here the whole time. Because <laughs> <laughs> apparently he was getting shit because he was supposed to be dancing with me. I, uh, that's like my one of my favorite memories of the dancing, of him just being all hyper and crazy and just all of a sudden jumping
0: behind me and scaring the living shit out of me. <laughs> I wasn't around for that. By that point, I was like, I can finally go to the bathroom. Probably. Okay, so um, the mom, the mom gives a little speech too. and first she thinks she, she's going to be a jerk. She says, I refuse Teresa as a daughter-in-law, but I approve of her as a daughter. As a daughter. Oh, well, you did the Irish there good. Oh, I don't think I did. Yeah, you did. You said daughter. 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 Yes. So after the rehearsal dinner, the mom is getting a ride from this drunk guy. Why did Nick leave? Why didn't Nick take her home? I don't know, because they're neighbors. That would yeah. just make sense. Yeah, so yeah this, one of the drunk friend guys. It was just a reason to freak John Candy out and
1: make him believe that his mother was going to die.
0: I thought she was going to actually die, too. He was really drunk and driving. He was a drunk driver. But he, she, uh, John Candy told her
1: not to get into the car with him. She has to trust her son.
0: As an officer of the law, he could declare that that man is too drunk to drive and it be official. Yes. Why wasn't he like, "It's good to be a cop or something? <laughs> what was his line? So yeah, he does have one of the nightmares about the driver. and car accident and an exploding gas tanker. Danny, I hope you have a good wedding. Bow. Bow. Nice. Nice
1: use of the new microphone. I like it. It's so much better for the sound effecty things. It's awesome. I'm a little too happy about this, I think.
0: Um, yeah, so Danny gets on the payphone. He's walking with uh Teresa. Um, he gets on the payphone and he makes sure that his mother made it home safely, and Teresa gets mad at him. And she's like, You called your mother the night before our wedding? I wanna be like did you see that guy? Did you see that drunk guy?
1: Did you, did you have any self-awareness around you whatsoever?
0: That guy was drunk.
1: That guy was drunk. And
0: also, is it, is it
1: taboo for you to call your mother the night of your wedding?
0: No, they just, uh, this, this, this was no reason except for being written this way just to bring back the conflict. The conflict was resolved at the rehearsal dinner.
1: hmm. And then they brought it back. See, it could have ended, like, after the rehearsal dinner, get married, happy, we don't need this, like, extra 40
0: minutes. Mm -hmm. So, she's mad that, Danny, you don't put us first. Yeah, put her first. I made her Irish. Mm -hmm. The Irish is just coming out. It's good. You got it flowing now. Yeah. So, then it's their wedding day, and Danny and Teresa are not showing up. They don't show up at their weddings at all. No, he is in the limo circling around the church. He doesn't want to get out. And he doesn't want to get out. Well, he goes to the bar. Yeah, with the rings. Yeah. She gets dressed, but she starts crying. And then we next see her. She's put the gown away. In her keepsake box. I need one of those. Mm-hmm. If anyone
1: has any suggestions, please tweet at me at realbadrobot.com. <laughs>
0: Danny goes back to his old life. It's the exact same scenes as in the beginning. There's that crane down from the L. He's riding with the Jim Belushi in the wagon. He has uh, breakfast and meals with his mother. hmm And... So it's the same old sad life. Yep. But then, yeah, uh, we learn at the O'Neill's, one of the drinking buddies has died. One of the bachelor party has died. That's what they called
1: themselves or something like that.
0: Yeah. And it's the guy who was like... Don't live your life full of regrets. (laughs) I'm going to say it beyond the grave. So there's a funeral at the only funeral parlor in Chicago, apparently. Yes, at least on the Irish neighborhood block. He goes and he sees Teresa working, but then leaves. And then they're packing up to move to Florida. Uh, Rose gets a goodbye kiss from Greek Nick. A nice kiss. That mm-hmm. oh, was the
1: only good kiss of the whole damn movie.
0: Yeah, it
1: was good that it was old people.
0: Yeah, and she she popped her foot. She did. It was so cute. It was like Princess Diaries. Like yeah, explaining. it goes in for the kiss, yeah. and then it, the camera immediately like pans and down down to her leg, and she just pops her foot. Pop it up. Pop popity pop. Danny says, "I'm not going with you. I'm going to go get back Teresa. Gonna do it." Go get my woman back. She's my woman. My woman. And then the mom comes up with conflict of being like, well, I'm sick and tired of serving you, like making you food and doing your laundry. All and of man. my sweat and all of my blood. And this is how you repay me. I'm just... I've okay. wasted it on you.
1: That's a little Scottish.
0: No, I thought that was good. Um, but then, yeah, she leaves and then she comes back and she apologizes. She's like, I know I'm difficult to deal with. Like I'm not telling it like it is. If I was telling it like it is, be a lie, be a lie. Go marry that girl, be with her. It's like everybody's sudden like change of character. What was in that rehearsal dinner? Crack, <laughs> from the the crack maniacs. Yeah, either that or speed. Mm. Actually, it was probably speed
1: because speed makes you happy. Crack makes you angry. So
0: he goes to the funeral parlor, but she's gone and her dad's there. And he's like, Danny, she left to go to New York. She left on the 315 train. And it's like 335. Yeah. She's already gone. So...
1: He takes the police cruiser that he stole from one of his buddies because he wasn't going to Florida with his mother. And turns the lights on. Again, uses his police privilege. And starts calling the... I guess the dispatcher. And has him contact... Or her contact... The guys at Union Station mm-hmm. to get the train to stop.
0: Yeah. And we also see uh, on the airplane, the mom's on the airplane and the Greek Nick shows up and he's like, "Daddy gave his ticket to me. I'm going to join you to Florida. This will be a very nice trip. And she's
1: like, I'm going to sleep. And so she lays her chair back. And so he lays his chair back and he's like, oh, look, it's so sweet. The first time we get to sleep together.
0: Which bolts her right up. Yeah.
1: She likes him. Yeah, she does. She just has no soul. <laughs> you didn't really want her to be happy, but then again, you wanted Nick to be happy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, um, he stops the train. Danny stops the train. In Michigan. And they they have the people. They're doing, like, a security search, so they're having everybody get off the train. And when he, she gets off... Fake security search. Yeah, wasting everybody's time and money again god john candy this is the worst human ever just well i mean look at his mother use that white privilege <laughs> that white cop privilege yeah so he's doing like in the beginning in the when he first met her he's doing a. here are reasons why we can't get back together and you let me know
1: when i get to the right one
0: yeah and then he's like you've fallen out of love with me and she says no
1: you're dating someone else
0: No. Oh. And he tells her, I'm ready to put us first. And so he's like, let's go. And she's like, where are we going? We're going to New York. She's like, really? He doesn't even have a ticket. And where? Yeah, how is
1: he going to pr- get the police cruiser back to Chicago from Michigan? Who knows anything? And that's how the credits roll. No, no, no. Oh, what? Oh, yeah. We have one more flashbacky, fantasy mom's going to die thing. She's on the plane with the... Uh, with greek nick and terrorists like cartel terrorists yeah pop out and one has an uzi and then the others have knives and they have these braids. no on- the
0: third one had um a, a a grenade oh and a grenade i forgot
1: about the grenade and um mom is in the bathroom <laughs> and she pops out and the guy with the uzi grabs her and holds the gun to her and she like ninja punches him in the face and then she just goes all jackie chan on their shit and saves the day and looks deadpan in the camera and says don't worry danny i'll be fine i can take care of myself
0: beautiful and then that's how it ends well it goes back to them kissing whatever they get on the train whatever
1: who cares this is a ridiculous ending and it could have ended
0: way sooner it just yeah the movie didn't know what it was I think Christopher
1: Columbus has issues that he needs to work out.
0: Yes, that's all. Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. That's where I'm going with this.
0: Ashley, do you
1: have a rating for this movie? Yes, I do. I'm going to give this movie two police hat wearing Jesuses.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I think it's an accurate representation of this movie. I give this movie one and a half naked butts Ooh, nice naked hot cop butts we don't
1: even (laughs) see his face we just see his butt
0: (laughs) so we hope you enjoyed this and we hope you uh join us next week when we'll be watching 1993's groundhog day i'm super excited you haven't seen most of it i've seen the
1: beginning and that's about it Mm -hmm. i know it's got bill murray in it and i know the day repeats Mm mm-hmm that is it nice i am super excited because i typically love bill murray and if he is as funny in this as he was in caddyshack my life will be happy nice
0: um we have a lot of thank yous to catch up on we have three weeks of thank yous three weeks here we go here we go okay thank you sam leah mariah g nicole nessa jenny fish mikey edit audio critical crop top deb s wendy w mama jandron alex coffee who watched uh, *Grease 2 with us and let us know that he recently worked with ione sky <gasps> he did yeah he, how was that experience he's like i'm surprised she's still working and i was like come on
1: <laughs> come on alex
0: come out uh papa jandron Grant S., Evelyn, who watched The Princess Bride with us, our songwriter, Jimmy, and Erin F. Jimmy was thoroughly entertained when he watched, uh,
1: or not when he watched, when he listened to our uh, When Harry Met Sally podcast.
0: Yeah, and Say Anything, since it's one of his favorite movies. And Say Anything. They're both his favorite movies. I
1: just remember him tweeting about When Harry Met Sally. Mm -hmm. He also said hi to me, and I didn't get to say hi back because I was in Scotland. Oh, yeah. So, hi, Jimmy. Thanks for (laughs) listening. I'm sorry I was in Scotland and couldn't reply to you on the Facebook. He
0: loves, he always (laughs) tells us it's just like a slumber party. Because that's what we are here for. You can listen to our other episodes and download them on thecutaways.com and leave us comments and rate us and subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. We're also on Facebook and Twitter as Cutaways Podcast. If you search, you will find us. Yep, right there. Just
1: look for the Runaways poster with our faces on it, guys. You go.
0: Okay, we appreciate you uh, listening. We're going to go now. We appreciate your business. Bye! Bye.